This podcast is a production of WVU Student Media. You're listening to the Haunted Halls of WVU. The downtown campus library at West Virginia University holds more than just books. Not many have seen what lies beyond the shelves, and if they have, it's only just a glimpse. Appalachian storyteller Jason Burns is here to tell the true story of this haunted hall. Downtown and Wise Library, there's two ghost stories that take place in that building. The first one involves the stacks, which you can't get into anymore. But when I came to WVU in 2000, you could still get up in there and uh, study. There are stacks of books, you know, shelves of books all along, kind of perpendicular to the elevator. So that when you take the elevator up to, say, the ninth or 10th floor of the stacks, you can get off the elevator and right in front of you, there's just rows after rows after rows of books. And uh, usually you can find what you need pretty easily if you know the Dewey Decimal System. At the end of the stacks of books, there's desks that are like metal, green metal, that water tank green metal. And there's lights on them, but you have to pull the chain to get the light to come on. And when... I was in, it was an Appalachian literature class of some sort taught by uh, former professor Joanne Dadisman here. I went up, it was literally the first class I took at WVU, and I went up to her afterwards and I asked her, I said, is there anywhere that you can go to study on the downtown campus that you can recommend because I'm currently living with my brother, he's really loud, and I honestly, I don't want to walk all the way back to Greenmont to my apartment to do some work if I don't have to. And she said, I've heard the stacks are a good place to go. And she said, it's quiet and you can go up there. Usually there's no one around or there's very few people around and you can do your work and not be bothered. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll try the library. That actually sounds like a good idea. Why didn't I think of that? So I went over to the stacks and I'm in, I think it was the ninth floor, the ninth or 10th floor. I can't remember which one it was on, but it was one of the two. And like I said, you just went through where is now the atrium. That was the entrance. So you went through that and then at the time they were it, it was all under construction so all the entrances were strangely marked out but anyway you got to the elevator you take it to the ninth floor i got off the elevator and i walked down the row of stacks and the books i needed were actually on the ninth floor so i got them off the shelf went back to one of the desks and i you know i turned the light on and sat there and i was the only one on the floor like you can see everyone else all the other desks there's no one else there so when i was while i was sitting there i was i don't know i was there for probably 20 minutes or so and i heard the elevator open up and somebody get off of it and I'm like oh great you know like I'm not the only person here now <laughs> like there's someone else that probably gonna be loud or whatever but then I was like oh it's only one person so was, yeah I heard their footsteps walking around this in the stacks I really didn't look up to see who it was I really care but as I sat there you know I'm thinking oh and there's like 12 other desks up here they'll probably just pick one you know far away from me because that's what I would do now this person sat down on the desk directly across the partition from me like I heard the chair pull back like the floor is concrete and the chair is metal so you hear like you know, the grounding sound of the chair. And I'm like, oh God, there's like 12 other desks in here, dude. Pick one of those. <laughs> you know, but they picked the one directly across from me and pulled the chair back and sat down. And, you know, I'm just like, okay. And then I just started doing my work again. I didn't pay them any mind. 
you know, and I got up and I was finished. So I started putting my stuff away and I took the books down the row and I put them in a little cart that was standing by the elevator at the time. And I looked back to where I'd been sitting and I was like, oh, I'll finally see the person who I was sitting across from. And there's nobody in the chair. Like the chair is pulled back, but there's nobody sitting in it. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe they got up and left and I didn't realize it because I was working so hard, you know, Um, because I was there for a good while. I was probably there for like an hour and a half just sitting across from this person. And so I went back to the desk and I sat down and I'm putting my things in my book bag and getting ready to leave. And the light on the other side turned itself on. And I knew there was nobody sitting in that chair. And I was like, okay, it's time to go. And um, when I I started thinking about it, I was like, oh my God, like, was that a ghost? Like I, at the time I didn't know any of the campus ghost stories. I was new to town. Like I didn't know anything about it. And I went back to the professor and I was actually angry. I remember being very angry with her. I was like, you sent me up there. And I said, there was some creepy thing, like sat down across from me in this chair. And she started laughing and she's like, oh my God. She said, I'm so, she said, I'm so sorry, but she said, I'm so happy at the same time because she said, I'd heard that the library was haunted and I've never known anybody it happened to, like who had seen it or heard it or anything. And I was like, I wanted to hurt her (laughs) a little bit. for that but at the same time I was like she would she had no way of knowing that you know that would have happened now we're like really good friends you know and she's actually the professor who got me into the storytelling guild and taught me a lot of things about performing and stuff like that and uh, you know give you the confidence to do things that you need to do to be a storyteller but as the years went on you know I started thinking you know well let me see if I can find out who this ghost is do a little research on it and it turns out that there's a guy fell down the elevator elevator shaft while they were building the back, the stacks and the shelves and things like that onto the library. And he fell down from the ninth floor. And I was like, all right, that was my ghost. That was the fellow who followed me around the stacks. And the really, uh, another one of the strange things that happens to me a lot of times when I'm telling ghost stories on on a tour or just in a group or whatever, I'll meet people who know more about the story or know another part of the story that I am not aware of. And they'll come and tell me, well, when I gave my very first ghost tour of WVU, this couple came up to me after the tour. And I was like, oh, hi, how are you? You know, and talked a little bit. And they said, we actually used to live next door to the widow of the guy who fell down the elevator shaft. And I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding? They're like, no. And actually, she just passed away last year. (laughs) So I was like, all right, this is really strange. And they said she would have loved to have known that you were still telling that story because she told that story like her, her whole life about her husband had died in the elevator. And and I was just like, wow, you know, I'd, I would have loved to have met her. But unfortunately, you know, she passed away too before I ever got a chance to meet her. But it adds validation to the story when you're like, when you meet somebody who sees the other side and you're like, oh my gosh, it is, it is true. Like at least that part of the story is true. I'm not going on faith. And then, you know, I went back through and I found the newspaper clippings of his, you know, found his obituary and all that stuff. I mean, at least the part of him dying in that accident in the library is actually true. And I know that some somebody sat down across from me in that desk, you know, that day on the ninth floor. So putting two and two together, it might be a little loose logic, but to me, it, it works. At least it helps me explain that, you know, this is why you, that thing sat down across from you. And I'm like, okay, maybe he was just telling me, hey, you need to find out my story, you know? So it might've just been an introduction. <laughs> this is what you'll be doing at WVU for the next 20 years. 
In the library, there's also uh, another ghost, and this ghost is smaller, and it's not not as active as the one in the stacks. Only a few people, I think, have actually encountered this one. He's, he's smaller and furrier and has a lot more legs. And this ghost is a cat, actually. The cat... I've named it Sheba. The story that I've heard over the years is that the two large reading rooms, the Milano reading room and the Robinson reading room, they're just off the main foyer there in the older part of the downtown library. In those two large reading rooms, there are these large tables that you sit on. And those tables are old themselves. They're like 100-year-old you know, pieces of furniture that have been refinished. But the cat will literally go up to someone who's studying at one of those tables and you know kind of circle the table and then jump up on the table and then after the person notices the cat and tries to pet the cat or touch the cat in any way like your hand will go right through the cat into the and touch the table and then the cat will disappear so i don't know where the cat comes from but there's there's definitely a little little gray cat running around in in the reading rooms in the library named Shiva. So I, I gave them that name. I have not found that name anywhere. And I, I just named it after, yeah, I believe it was well, the Queen of Shiva. But I think I got it off a can of cat food. There was a point where we tried to make up a story about it and put it out. And the dates did not work with what they did because the research wasn't done properly. So we ended up saying that the cat was a the the cat of the first librarian who worked at WVU, but actually that librarian left WVU before they ever built the downtown library and went to work for the Library of Congress. So that story part didn't work. It would have made such a good story to be able to say that it belonged to Ezra, you know, and it was her cat and, you know, it, it pined away, you know, because they had to leave WVU or whatever, you know, make some romantic story about this cat being all upset and, or whatever, you know, and, but it just didn't work. This, I mean, it could have just been an animal that got, that died and, you know, maybe, um, I mean, Isaac White lived, his house was where Whitehall is. I mean, he had a big house, big Victorian looking thing. And um, it was torn down when they built Whitehall after he died. And the farm, part of their farm yard is where they built the downtown library. So maybe that's Isaac White's cat that died and they buried it there somewhere. And when they built the library, they dug it up by accident. Accidentally, you know, it got buried again under the library. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this is where stories come from. We don't, you know, they're not always in a book. You know, before stories are in books, they're in your head. And before they're in your head, they're usually oral history of some sort. This podcast was produced by Savon Hunter. To listen to more podcasts from the DA, go to thedaonline.com slash podcasts. This podcast is a production of WVU Student Media.